0: the drive, pull up jumper, it's
1: good. Isaiah Thomas gives the Celtics the lead with 2.4 remaining. Pierce puts it up for the win, knocks it down, Celtics win. Here comes Powell, Powell with Smart defending, oh it's blocked
0: by Smart, what a play. In. Tatum takes it, makes it. Welcome, everybody, to the Celtics Double Take Podcast. Dylan McCaffrey and James Quan here again today. The Boston Celtics are back up to 500. There's a lot to be happy about from this week. We may be the seventh seed. We may be behind the New York Knicks in the standings, but after everything that went down this week, I feel like it's a new team, clean slate. We'll get all into it. But first things first, right off the bat, just our, our best and worst takeaways from the last, the last seven days. What do you think?
1: I feel like my best has got to be Fournier. We really just got him for free. Like, you know, two. Two second rounders, like for this 20-point a game score, exactly what we needed coming off the bench. Just like I know Bill Simmons was saying that, like he thinks that's enough. Do I think it's enough? No. I, I think that like now we're just like one piece away. But it's a huge plus. I mean, having that guy, like, what do we get with our second round picks, anyways? It's it just feels like we got something for free. Um, the worst, we lost another close game. Like that Bucks game was a little bit of a heartbreaker. The first Bucks game, uh, totally had it and We kind of shipped away the guy who missed the game winning shot, but it's kind of like, I don't know at at this point, I'm trying to think of like how many close games we've lost. And it's gotta be like the most of any season in Celtics history, like games decided by like five or less points. We've choked away so many of these. And it got me thinking of like, what would be our record if like we didn't choke away these games, I feel like we'd have like 30 wins, but, um, yeah, it's it was a heartbreaker. At least we got this guy for free that is really going to help us out and are basically like our biggest weakness. So not a bad week, not a bad week. Not
0: at all. Uh, my best for this week is, is because I've been crapping on him all year. It's Danny Ainge because if he went through this trade deadline and we did nothing, then I yep. would have been really upset. And he got us the piece I really thought we needed. So I'll give him the credit that I haven't given him all year. Um, thank you, Danny. The other uh, mini best of the week is Luke Cornett last night, the murder cornet <laughs> getting us the win against the Thunder. That was awesome. And um, yep. the worst has got to be for me, Daniel Tice, his farewell missing the wide open game winner. Uh, would have redeemed a lot for Celtics fans, especially if that was like his last moment in Boston, but he, he couldn't hit it. And that's a true testimony to, to the Daniel Tice era. Just wasn't quite enough.
1: I think it's like a microcosm um, for his entire tenure. Just like wasn't enough in the end, just wasn't enough. And not quite enough. Yeah, good.
0: that that Bucks game. Um, we knew going in that that's like that last game, like with this squad. Hopefully, and yeah. we we went down big. It, it looked like a, our typical like a blowout. Like it was it was not a good game uh, for a long time. Um, Tatum and Brown didn't have, like Tatum didn't have the, the best game. Kemba played all right. Brown played all right. Teague actually had a good night. Teague's last game was a Celtic. Wasn't terrible. He had he had 15 points shot well, but with with four minutes left in the third, we're down by 21 points. It looks like it's just it's all over. Giannis basically has no points at this point. Like we're, we're losing to Bobby Portis and Middleton and DiVincenzo and Brooke Lopez. And down with three minutes left in the game, we're down by nine points. And then a Tatum one, a Kemba three and a Brown three. And it's a two point game with a minute and a half left. I did not expect us to come all the way back and be in this game at the end.
1: I mean, we scored 33 points in the fourth quarter. Really, put up a fight. I, I like, it got me thinking. Like, I feel like we don't have problems, like big problems with Giannis. I feel like when we face the Bucks, I feel like Giannis is never like the big main reason of like why we would lose or like why like um, I don't know. I don't think he was like the big difference maker. Again, it's it's the role players. But this was just kind of like 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 the the nail, like driving the nail like in That we're like, damn, we really just need to make a move. We, we're choking every close game. And it's kind of like I feel like this is like Tice's last like chance. Like this was like, like you said, it would have been a great way to like see him off. He hits the game winner, rides off to the sunset. But I and, and I and I know I've I really like tore into Tice his entire tenure at the Celtics, but it I I really do think this is a really great example of like the kind of game that he plays. Or he, he, de- he didn't even have a bad game this game. Like I really I he think he was solid. Foul,
0: like that, like got us a possession to win the game.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. He's a, and, and we said it before in a little group chat that I think he is just a great backup center. And the biggest thing of him leaving, isn't that like, I think that, you know, him leaving makes us better by any means. It's just that Brad Stevens won't play him like as much. Yep. And like, for some reason, Brad has always had this like kind of love affair with, with, with Daniel Tice where he just like refuses to start uh, Robert Williams, where he refuses to see that this guy is just definitely a backup center, is undersized. And I feel like Danny was is kind of like, listen, I'm not going to give you the choice anymore. Like, You're going to start Robert Williams. This guy's going to be gone, and you're just going to have to make do with what you got. I I feel the same way about Teague. It's like, why is Teague getting all these minutes? Teague has a solid game this game. But I mean, the fact that Pritchard gets four minutes, it's just like... Maybe it's Danny Ainge's entire time was like begging Brad just to stop playing these guys. And he had enough and he just ships them off for basically nothing. We get under this, the luxury, but yeah, it, it's a bittersweet thing. I'm happy to see Tice go. I'm not going to lie, but I don't think Mo Wagner and Luke Hornet make us a better team.
0: You know what? This is exactly like, it's exactly like in Moneyball when Billy Bean goes in and he trades away Carlos Pena so that they yep. have to play Hattenberg at first base. It doesn't make the team better, but it's just, it's what we need for that moment. And as much as I hated to see Tice go, because I think that we are a better on paper team with Tice. I'm encouraged by the last few games. And again, you're right. He's he's a great backup center. And if we're going to keep starting him at center, it was never going to get us where we needed to be. Um, At the end of that game, I I was encouraged by the fight we had, but in the last minute and 30, when we're down by two points, and with a minute and 30 left, it's 119 to 121, which was the final score we had. Marcus Smart, Huck, and miss a three. Marcus Smart's fourth quarter three-point percentage has got to be like 10%. He's got to stop doing that. Then Kemba dribbles around and gets blocked. Then Smart gets blocked. Then we fail twice to inbound the ball. And then Tice gets open and misses the game winner. So in the last minute and a half, we have Smart, Kemba, Smart again, and Tice. Where is Jalen Brown? Where is Jason Tatum? Why can't we get them the ball to take the game-winning shot at the end of the game? Like That needs to happen. And that was frustrating for me.
1: You know what's weird is like when we should be moving the ball around, fighting the best shot, just trusting Brad's system or whatever. Like when it's like the third quarter and we have a lead and we just stop like playing basketball, like we just start playing town league basketball. It's like we can't seem to get it out of this team just to keep on with the same system that got us the lead. But then when it comes down to when the game is on the line and you just have to get the ball to your best player and have everyone else's get out of the way, we can't seem to do that. And that's what it comes down to is like my big problem with guys like Kemba Walker and guys like Tice is not the fact that I think they're tra- in the grand scope of the game. When in, in these kind of pivotal like possessions, these guys are taking the shots over our two best shot makers. And I feel like this is why I asked last time, like when does Brad stop getting the pass? It, it has to be on him. And I don't know if it's him in the late game just saying, hey, we have <laughs> there's just five seconds left. Let's get the best shot. And whoever shoots it, shoots it. I don't know if that's what he's telling them. But I imagine that's the only way that Daniel Tice takes the game-winning shot, right?
0: Yeah, I agree. And in the Thunder game, there's actually a lot. Like we won the game. Like we had a crazy run on the fourth, but there was so much that frustrated me. And I think it's on Brad. And I want to get into that later. But we go through this Bucks game, we get the loss. It's tough. And then we get into the, the trade deadline on Thursday. Do you want to get into that?
1: Yeah, let's get let's get into our moves because honestly, like like we said before, like I think thing was pretty successful. I was pretty hyped about the day. The Fournier trade was literally like
0: perfect, exactly what we needed. I didn't realize he was averaging nineteen point seven points a game, but like hell yeah, where did that come from? He's shooting forty six and thirty nine percent. He's six foot seven. He's gonna be able to guard like a decent range of players yeah <laughs> I, he's, not the, he's not he's not the best defender but like at least he you know he, he's long he's not jeff teague being our off the bench scoring yeah. option he's, he's going to come off the bench and be able to guard you know two through four the, to the best of his ability i don't like I, i've never been a huge fan of his game but he was big for them in that raptor series when they managed to steal a game against them and he's just a very solid like come off the bench and score points player which is all what we've been begging for all year from coming out of the offseason like get anyone to just help us and looking at like the trades for, for Vucevic and Aaron Gordon, I know we were finalists for them, but it seems like we definitely would have had to trade Marcus Smart to get them. Yeah. And like Oladipo gets traded for Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk, And you look at that and you're like, man, like how, why can't we get such a great player? Like for some average players, but the Celtics don't have average players. We have good players and bad players. <laughs> and so we, I didn't want to trade a good player. I didn't want to trade one of our yeah. look, smart Kemba Tatum Brown. So, Trading two seconds to just take Fournier, I love it. I mean, if he plays well, I'm down to re sign him.
1: No, totally. I think that like not trading Marcus Smart was almost as surprising as Kyle Lowry not going anywhere. Like, I really thought it was in the bag that like he was just going to be gone. And we like, it's hard to imagine him wearing any other uniform than like a Celtics uni, but like, I, I really came to terms with it. I was like, we're really about to trade Marcus Smart, some picks, and whatever else for Aaron Gordon. And and Fournier, I thought that that was going to be it. I think we get the piece that honestly is more like in line with what exactly we needed, which was Fournier. You know, I was keeping an eye on this guy. I think that his improvement over his career is actually pretty impressive. Like he shoots very well off the dribble, over 40% off the dribble. Um, And that's like the kind of playmaker I'm looking for. That's like when when we're talking about possible replacements for guys like Semyojale and Grant Williams, it was like, is the price tag enough? That like that gap between the two players like makes it worth it. Fournier is like substantially a better scoring option and a secondary playmaker over guys that don't really like. Listen, I like I like Grant, I like Semi. Like there are guys and they're great on defense. I think they're probably better, a little bit better than Fournier. But what he can do off the ball, what he can do off the dribble, like his shooting ability, it just opens up the floor for guys like Pritchard, guys like Grant Williams or Semi Ojeley to get open in the corner they're going to have a lot more opportunities just because we have another guy on the bench that you actually have to guard past 25 feet. And that, that's like huge. That's something we haven't had in the last two years. So he's a, he's a great addition. Uh, I, I it's, I would, I would say that losing Tice and gaining him like puts us over like a little bit of an edge of like, not just being a play in tournament team, but I feel like we just got to see how this group meshes because honestly, we have no idea.
0: Yeah. We, we haven't seen him play, but I think that, of all the guys in the league right now that are putting up 20 a game, he definitely has to have one of the smallest egos. Like I feel like he's going to be That's fine true. to come off the bench and play his role. Like if we got Aaron Gordon, I feel like he would have wanted the ball a lot. and would have wanted yeah. to be one of our playmakers, but I see, I see uh Fournier is just like the perfect guy to come in and supplement these guys. Um totally. I, I Googled his last name, which everyone said not to do. <laughs> and that was a humongous mistake. Like I'm begging you listening. I know I was that, kind like, of hoping
1: you wouldn't say that on the podcast, but.
0: <laughs> the reason the reason I did it is because everyone told me not to, so I understand like the the traumatic irony of like me telling yeah. you not to. But like, good god, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. What an unfortunate <laughs> name to have. Only thing that the only thing, made, that, the only thing bad
1: about your day that day was was, was that happening. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I was initially pretty upset about the ties for Wagner trade. Wagner trade, but I see him like Wagner as being like a good stretch for to to grow with. He's only his third year in the league, and Luke Cornette played. Awesome the other day. And I know that he's not gonna give us that every night, but like I'm more comfortable with him than I like. I when he checked into the game, I genuinely was like, Who who's on the floor? Right? What who is this? I didn't even know we got him until he was on the floor playing for us. That was shocking. But um (laughs) we looked up and Robert Williams had an awesome game against the Bucks the next night and we were talking a lot of talks to get Drummond in the buyout. And Drummond's a guy we've been talking about forever. Um, are you disappointed that he's ended up in the Lakers?
1: Um, I'll go back and forth with it. I think that the kind of guy he is, the amount that they're going to have to end up paying him. I think the Lakers are just saying, I mean, they're obviously in win now mode. Um, we should be in that same place, but it just, because it doesn't align, like we can't use our trade exception just to sign Andre Drummond, right? Like, does it align with their plans fully? Also, how much worse is Wagner and Cornette than like what Tice was giving us? I understand it's worse. But the level of better that Robert Williams can be, I think offsets that entire effect. The fact that we're under the luxury and have a trade exception coming in the offseason, like we can make some serious moves. And I think that, like, it, it, if, if I'm going to choose to do Drummond and kind of being screwed and or having Luke Cornette and Mo Wagner for the rest of the season and having Robert Williams get extra minutes, I'm going to take that second option every day. And I don't know if you okay, I don't want to go back to games, but Robert Williams can pass the ball. I don't know if you've seen this, but Dude, the, the guy could be a playmaker if he makes like he has more minutes. Like this is a guy that I think that we could run a little bit through, like the way that we did with Horford, have him on like the elbow, see what happens if we if we get the ball to him. I, I just think that these trades are more than the effect of what we lost. It's the fact of who gets more opportunity. It' Kind of the same thing with the people off the bench. It takes pressure off of Pritchard. Like it's not just getting Fournier. It's not just losing Tice. It's what happens because of that that I think this makes us such a better team. Um, now, I'm I'm just so biased against Tice, but I think it's going to be, honestly, perfect backup for Vucevic. The Bulls, they're moving in a really great direction.
0: I, I actually, I do like Tice and the Bulls. I hope that he gets a chance to to prove something. The Bulls are, like, going to contend now for, for a yeah, top four no, season. Yeah, no, they're in there. Yeah yeah drummond i was i was hoping we would get but i'm not too upset that we didn't because i agree i think that it would have been tough to see robert williams like come out like this and then all of a sudden get shot yeah. back to getting 15 point, or 15 minutes a game because you definitely can't play those two guys and the then we got talent. four centers yeah and then we got four centers um drummond also like everyone in the nba that like has had drummond on their team just like not players but like media is like drummond is not the guy he doesn't have the work ethic he doesn't try on defense he's like he's a career loser. Like. I think mm-hmm. that the Lakers are going to get the best out of him. I think that we yeah. got the best out of him, but it's not like we missed out. Like I'd rather have Vucevic than Drummond. I think like Drummond, totally. He, he, he puts up the stats, but so does, so does Robert Williams. And we can jump back and forth between the deadline and, and these games, but Robert Williams in his game starting filled out the entire stat sheet, seven points, nine rebounds, six assists. Like you said, he's dishing out the ball five blocks and two steals. He's, very high energy, and he's proven a lot this year. I think that he should definitely keep starting over Tristan Thompson, in my opinion. Oh, um, for sure. Thompson, I don't know when he's going to be ready. I thought that he was going to be gone after this after this deadline, but I would have rather, I think, I would have rather traded Thompson than Tice. But Thompson grabs more rebounds, so you know, you, t- you take what you can get.
1: Dude, I think, and and there's all those rumors coming out that this team resents Thompson, that he keeps on going out, that's why he's always under COVID protocol without getting COVID. And I think as much as like Brad will say, that's rumors. As much as people on the team will say, that's a bunch of BS. You can see it on the floor. Like they're in no way like trusting of Thompson. This is like a, in my opinion, is a guy we can, we should consider buying out like just because of the way that Robert Williams and Mo Wagner is a guy that like is similar in the way that like you want to give him in to see what he can do. He's in his early twenties. He has three point, like making, you know, capability. And Luke Cornett, I mean, just being tall and being like having the energy, wanting to prove something automatically, in my opinion, puts you past what Tristan Thompson has given us this year. And like, again, you got to clear out like the junk. I think if anything, like that we learned from this year is like, you got to clear out the attic because we've had so much as crap sitting on this roster that just makes uh, this makes Brad feel like he has to play 14 people. Like maybe it's time for us to open up some roster spots, like take a look at like what we can get in the off season and just say like who we got, who we got. If you're not with us, you're against us. and Goodbye. I feel like Thompson had the level of just like, I'm out and I don't want.
0: Sorry, you froze for a second. Um, Thompson. I want to keep just for the extent purpose of, Robert Williams has had some health issues in his career. And if we lost Robert Williams, we would be stuck with just Taco Cornette and, and Wagner. And I can't, I can't picture how that much taking this but, but like, is that,
1: is that worse? Is that worse than having Tristan Thompson out there? Like is, is seeing what we have from these guys and then if, if nothing releasing them, is that worse? Like, I actually think that we can contend
0: and I would, I I'd like to keep Thompson around. Like, I, I think that if we had another piece to bring in, then I'd be okay with buying him out. But I don't need to bring him back in free agency In free agency. We need to find someone else for that spot. But I think that he just, even if he doesn't play, like, cause he has the attitude or whatever, I think from an injury perspective, like I think that we need to keep him around as a, as a, as a safety valve. Um, and I mean, taco has getting more minutes with, with him being out. So that'd be, that would be a big yeah. plus of it. Um, taco. Now that he's, now that he's like getting some extended minutes on the floor, he actually is, is moving back and forth pretty quickly. I feel like his athleticism has increased a ton. I still feel like for someone his height, he should be getting every rebound, but I'm not I'm not ready to to patronize him for that yet because he's he's just finally getting into the rotation. I hope that yeah. continues. Um you want to jump into this next Bucks game. I yeah I was going like... to
1: say 8 8 minutes for Taco this Bucks win. Listen, I'm, I'm not... in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm not going to be the guy who's like, "See, like look we get rid of tyson look we beat the we, we beat the bucks we got to see what we got with this team but this was certainly a great sign uh luke, luke cornet doesn't play this game you know he doesn't win as this game but um mo Wagner puts in you know he, he hits a shot grabs like five or so rebounds robert williams though like 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 you said seven six and nine like that's like the kind of stat line we're looking for a little bit more like horford a little bit more like versatility Does a lot more things than Tice can do, and that's not like even a reb on Tice at that point. He just has a crap ton of potential. I love just like watching him out there, seeing like what he can do. But at the end of the day, this was about this is about Tatum, that like just like having a Tatum game. This is about Marcus Smart shaking off the rust in that last Bucks loss. And honestly, Kemba doesn't shoot the ball that well, but he's out there making plays. This is like all we need from like the starting lineup. If we could we're gonna eventually have guys like Fournier coming off the bench and, and you know providing somewhat of a kick in the second unit. Like we don't need we don't need like some heroics going on here. I think this is like a very good sign. Like I think like we match up pretty well against some teams like the Bucks. And honestly, like outside the Nets, any team in the Eastern Conference.
0: I agree. This team had renewed energy, I felt like in the Bucks game. Like we, we jumped out to a huge lead. We held Giannis to under twenty points again. And I think that what we said last time was that for this trade deadline, even if we don't make a blockbuster, we don't get another all-star, we need to just stir the pot. We need to like just yeah. get some guys, we need some in new blood some guys out. Just so that it feel it feels like a different team, which I feel like it does. It feels just like a, a little bit of a new, a new situation. And I feel like that will motivate guys to come out and fight because we, we lose a close game and then we make some moves and then we come out and we, we play great i hope that continues tatum always on national tv it's Just he just has to go off and yeah. he was he was able to do that um it was it was great stuff from the bucks game we, we jumped out to a huge lead and that gave us some some taco minutes um at the end as well
1: yeah for sure um, now I, I do want to point out pritchard here he gets 20 minutes off the bench and he does some great things the the only part about this Fournier trade that I'm a little bit worried about is if we're just going to push Pritchard by the wayside and say that you know Fournier is our, is our guy off the bench because th- this is like a guy that I thought might get traded just because of his potential. But I want to see what happens when he when he plays 20 minutes against good teams like the Bucks. I don't particularly care how he does against the Cavs or you know this year's Toronto Raptors team or anything. Like I want to see him play against good players. Because I legitimately think that this guy could be a part of the future. Getting rid of like Kemba's contract or other things is, is gonna be hard, but like him playing like a big role, whether it be off the bench or starting a few games when Kemba's hurt, like I just think that's a huge part of our future. Like uh, we can't really sacrifice on that. If anything, uh, it's it's he still is he's gonna be the kind of next guy in the block, in my opinion. Like I feel like now that's smart as like survive this trade deadline. I feel like going forward, we're gonna hear Pritchard and a lot of like trade talk rumors and stuff. I just think that's in, on a little bit of like a of a caveat about the Fournier trade that I feel like we did going mention before.
0: I like Pritchard a lot, and I hope that when Romeo comes back, we're still leaning on Pritchard a bit more because Romeo has a lot Romeo's to not
1: coming back. Romeo's gone. <laughs> this the the fact that like it, it's over, like it's kind of like a it, it was it was almost like a dream. Like we, we got this guy who's like the best high school recruit. Like, oh, like we may not, we didn't get Tyler Hero, but we got Romeo Langford. We looked and... up in December,
0: like, December, like, when, when's Roman coming back? It's, it's, it's about to be April. Like, it's, he <laughs> finds new ways
1: to be out. Like, it's insane. Yeah. I, I, um, so,
0: insane. so in, in in the Thunder game, Pritchard gets, he gets 23 minutes and he has an even better game than in, in the Bucks game, six of 10, 12 yep. points. And I thought that when him and Carson were on the floor, they had a lot of good chemistry. There was a we, lot of stretching. We stretches talked about this before. Pritchard, Carson, and Taco, I thought was a good lineup. Like, those two guys were able to to move the ball around and get to the rim and they shot well that night. Carson in 16 minutes had 12 points. I've been begging us to play Carson all year. I think he's better than than Naismith is right now. And he's, he's a playmaker and I'm really excited to see like us off the bench using these guys more. Um, the thunder game was, was troubling for a bit because Tatum had just no effort whatsoever. Like he, he didn't play defense for the first half. Um, we sh- Jalen Brown was like one of 10 from three in the first quarter something ridiculous. Like the thunder did not have a really suitable inside presence. Like on paper, like Moses Brown puts up 19 rebounds and a half. Has a half.
1: Looks like, Wilt. But,
0: but like, we're just pulling up from three. Like Brown is just like being in the shot clock. I hate that. Like he's so good at getting to the rim and finishing down there. The first half of that game pissed me off. I was like, like that was a game where I was mad at Brad. Like, why are we, why is our like yep. smart? in transition is just like everyone's still on defense and smarts pulling up from three. What are we doing? Like, it was very
1: frustrating the first half of that game. No, for sure. I mean, Moses, like much like the other Moses parting the red sea all the way to <laughs> the basket, just like clearing the paint, just absolutely dominating us. But who comes up big in the end, Robert Williams finishing with 14 rebounds, exactly yep. the game we kind of need for him. And kind of like, I, I, I like what you said about Carson and um, Pritchard. Cause something that like I didn't always give Carson uh, credit for is like, this guy's kind of scrappy. Like, I feel like he's the kind of like punch you in the mouth type point guard that like, we're going to need because like you said, Tatum come out with no energy. And that's the thing about Tatum that bothers me. It's like, he's kind of too cool for school. Like he's always like, like he doesn't want to be that guy. Who looks like he's trying hard. Like he's, he's swaggy. He's like laid back, you know, and we just need some more fight. And I feel like if you have, if Marcus smart can kind of, apply some of his energy to to Carson Edwards and Carson can kind of be this guy that it doesn't matter if he gets four quick fouls, if he's just like annoying to play against, if he's getting underneath your skin, he's got that low center of gravity, you know, and and Jalen Rose said it that like the hardest thing for like these talented, big lanky um, point guards, like the point guards of the future is facing a guy who's short with everything to prove. And that's what Carson is. I feel like he's not this defensive liability that we're worried about You know, when he was getting drafted, that was the whole like thing about him was like, oh yeah, he's a shot maker, but his defense isn't going to translate to the NBA. And I disagree. I think that energy on energy alone, I think he showed me some great things out there. Him and Pritchard is an interesting kind of one too. I think they both have shot making ability. It just makes me like a little bit less worried about like when Marcus Smart and Campbell were kind of like playing hot potato with, with, you know, who was healthy and not like, these guys, you know, they, they could be, they could be the, the reason why we don't have to be worried about, about their fragility. Uh, but yeah, this, this was, this was a game that in the first half was looking like, like, Oh, like, I guess we're, I guess the season's just kind of over, kind of a make or break game for, for morale.
0: Yeah. It's because coming off the Bucks win, like the Thunder are not, the Thunder traded away some pieces. Like they, they are looking to rebuild They're benching Horford. Now Horford hates playing us. I think that's why that happened that day. <laughs> yeah. What a Dodger, um, huh? Um, but yeah, Carson, Carson's like one of the fastest guys on the floor whenever he's out there and he's built, like he's, you're not going to yeah, back him thick. down all the way to the basket um, if you're, if you're a guard. Um, so, so I, I was very happy with, with him getting the minutes he got and coming into the, the third quarter, we had a decent third quarter and we were able to go on a crazy run, a 19-0 run for a while. And it was facilitated by, by Luke Cornette, who again, I did not know was on our roster until he was on the floor. Um, He 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 hit two he hit back to back threes, which helped give us the lead and spark that run. And it didn't show up on the stat sheet very much, but he played great defense. Like
1: he took away
0: the paint from them, which I just, having never heard of him before, was just shocked to see the amount, (laughs) like the impact he had.
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, this guy is seven two. Like I know it's kind of fun to like make fun of him. He is like a meme from like the Knicks and like um the Knicks days and like whatnot. Like. but let's like we can't deny that like just having a big guy like will help our team that tice like solid player uh three-point hitter lots of experience but just six foot eight like and and you have a guy who's as tall as lebron like guarding the paint like what's gonna happen and now you see like the effect like you get a guy in there who has some length who like has again everything to prove i think it's gonna be really good for us that's why i say like do we really want to be throwing thompson out there in these games like tristan thompson against the thunder is that the kind of energy that we're looking for like is that the kind of like vibe that like we think is gonna equal like wins in the end i just think it's a double whammy we get to see what these guys are made of luke hornet he's 25 like who knows who knows what this guy can be if given the right situation
0: Based on what I've seen so far, I'd like I'd like him to get more minutes than than Mo does, at least for the time being. Yeah. And um, also in that game, I liked when when uh, Moses was giving us the business that we just threw Taco in for like five minutes and he grabs four points and five rebounds. I like I like the idea of like when they have a guy that's just killing us inside, just throw Taco in. Even if Taco doesn't eat up all the boards, he just has so much to have to deal with that you force other guys to have to be around the rim. And because Taco is too much to handle for for one guy, at least. Yeah. Um. So I was happy with a lot in the Thunder game, and I'm really looking forward to seeing this team with 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 our new guys. And Fournier is going to start playing, and I feel like we we have a shot to go on a run and get back to be, the contenders we're supposed to be. I'm I'm really excited after this trade
1: <laughs> I mean, we got some contenders who were just kind of in the same spot as us. Like the Eastern Conference is wild. If we can get like a five game winning streak going. I'm pretty sure that shoots us up to like the fourth seed, you know, like, and we have teams like the Miami heat that are just starting to kind of get like the ball rolling. There's some games to be played. Uh, Call me crazy. But like when, when people were talking about the the Celtics kind of in past tense, like, Oh, what could have been this season? Like the facts that we have Tatum, smart Brown, like, it just like on any, like who wants to play us? Like, because that's the thing. People get, like, so down, like, on this team or down on, like, teams with high expectations. But at the end of the day, do the Bucs want to play us in the playoffs? Like, do do they want to face us in the first round? Because that's a bitch for them. If, if they end up getting, like, the second seed and we get the seventh or something. Like, I don't think that they want to face the Celtics. I think they'd much rather face, like, a different Eastern Conference team. Like, we could be that kind of, like, hey, like, they've been struggling, but you don't want to face them. Kind of, like the same way the Blazers kind of were for the longest time.
0: I think that any team should be afraid to play us in the playoffs because we are a team that plays through our competition. And in a seven-game series, I very much believe in us to fight through that because now that Tatum and Brown and Smart are a couple years – like, they've had some – they're becoming veterans. I know they're still very young, but, like, for young players, you think about the amount of playoff experience they've had compared to guys like Devin Booker who have been in the league for just as long, if not longer – they have they're experienced and they know what it takes to win and they know what it feels like to lose. So when we get to the playoffs, like I think people should watch out for us and I say when I really don't want to play a play in game, that would suck to have, a, to have to have the season come down to that. So we, we need to climb the standings first, but I think we have the tools to do it so far. Um, yeah, totally I'm encouraged by this week. Uh, before we get into the upcoming schedule, do you want to run through run through our MVP candidates so far just for a little fun?
1: Yeah, I just think it's worth talking about because LeBron going down, and Embiid going down, it kind of opens things up, yep. and like I, I had to, I just, it really was to give a shout out to a player that we both really, really like. Is it Dame time? Is it is it Dame's MVP year? I think the door is open. I think the fact that what he did without McCollum for the longest time, powering that team twenty seven and eighteen without McCollum and Nurkic for the longest, and now McCollum's back. If they can start winning games and they get like the third, even the second seed in the West, dude, he's going to have a very strong case.
0: I think that it was going to go to LeBron if he stayed healthy. I think that totally. LeBron's been screwed one too many times, that the storyline finally cut up to him again, that now he's the underdog. Um, I don't think anyone wants to see Giannis win it again. So no matter what happens there, I don't think it's going to him. And Bede was really making a case, but you're right, he's, he's gotten hurt. Um, the other two guys, so I, I want Dame to win it. The other two guys I think they're a threat to him are Jokic and Harden. Jokic yep. has this, the Nuggets have the same record as them. Jokic is putting up 27, 11, and eight, shooting 57% from the field and 43% from three. That's an MVP season right there. Like he, he's sure. playing great. And I think between him and Dame, at least, it's going to come down to who can carry their team to finish higher in the West. I think that it'd be hard to say that Dame's the MVP over him. If Dame is the sixth seed and the Nuggets can climb up to the three seed and Dame, I root for Dame through everything. And the, the Blazers, Nurkish is back, McCollum's back. They got Norman Powell, who I actually think is a great fit for them. I feel like with Powell yeah, and totally. Covington being 3 and D guys, they actually have finally found like the best version of their team. At first, I was upset they get traded Gary Trent because I, I thought that he was good for them. But yeah. Powell is putting up like 20. Very solid wing defender. Covington is like a first-team all-defense guy. So their lineup is looking scary at least the the five guys they can go out with
1: no for sure because in that in those you know moments in the game where double team dave swings mccollum then they get on McCollum, swing to the third guy that guy's now norman powell who's like probably like i've shown maybe the most impressive growth out of like any eastern conference player in the last like few years i mean listen i think that the important thing to remember is that mvp is really all about optics end of the day Like if it went to the most valuable player, like actually like LeBron win every year. We all know that, but optics mean everything. And that's why I feel like you have to look at Harden. Harden's having this this very similar season to when he won the MVP not so long ago, but can the writers really give him votes after what he did to the Rockets? Like it's about optics. A lot of this is PR and like, it's gonna be really hard for, for them to, to hand it over to him after what he did and the behavior that he, he put on. The same kind of goes for, I mean, thing about Nurk, uh, sorry, Jokic is that he is amazing, everything he does is amazing. The nuggets have be nowhere with him, but he's just not he doesn't have that pop. He doesn't have all the clutch shots that Dame has that makes it seem like he's clawing his team to that record, even though he is. I yeah. think that I think that matters. And then I think the same can kind of be said for Embiid, being you know, heard all the time. Um, Luca not having the, the record that you know they're supposed to. I think you have to look at like, all right, like who are the writers going to like vote for? And I think if Dame keeps on hitting like the insane amount of clutch shots that, he, that he's hit this year, it's just going to be a really hard thing for to, for him to be denied. He has very, and I looked it up the other day because um I was sitting on the couch watching a Blazers game. My roommate says that Dame could never win MVP. And that just didn't sound right to me. I looked up his stats. This guy's a very similar numbers to Steph Curry, like career numbers, like very similar to Steph Curry. I think he's due. I just think he's due. You know, he's not a young guy anymore. He's not this like, oh, surprise, surprise. You know, this guy of a small college, like dominate. No, he's he's been he won here. The,
0: the bubble MVP. He's already got the, the <laughs> first step
1: to get there. Yeah. <laughs> they could say that baby steps in this instance, but I mean, just because of the nature of the award, I think that he's he's giving himself the best like shot possible this year. And with Giannis, like you said, Giannis is having maybe even a better season this MVP years, but you can't give a guy three years in a row, Giannis would have to average 40, 18, and, and six to, to even be considered in, in this year's MVP, which is unfortunate because Giannis, he honestly is having a great season.
0: I totally agree about the optics with Harden, where Harden is having like He's, he puts up crazy numbers every year. He's almost averaging a triple-double, and he is a huge piece for the Nets. But the Nets have Kyrie and Blake mm-hmm. now and LaMarcus, and, you know, KD's going to come back yep. eventually. So it's hard to give the MVP to a guy on just a very stacked team. Like, they're, they're they can be second in the East, but Kyrie has helped out a lot with that too. And especially because, you know, he demands a trade and the Rockets fall apart. It's not like the perfect storyline like it was when it was Russell Westbrook or someone like that. So if you look at, you know, Dame and Embiid and Jokic and Harden on equal footing, I think having already won an MVP and the situation he's in on the Nets, I think he's definitely the odd man out right there. Yeah. And Embiid can make a case if he gets healthy again. But I think between Dame and Jokic, it'll depend a lot on where they can finish in their record. But I agree that like when you think about those teams, even though Jokic is like totally the centerpiece for the Nuggets, Dame is the guy you think of when you're thinking of like who can carry a team the most in the league. So I hope it's game time. I really do.
1: Yeah, no, me too. But let's look forward. Let's look forward.
0: Yeah, we're looking at this week. We play the Pelicans. Tough loss against the Pelicans last time we played them. It would be really nice if we can get Fournier to come out there. We can get a win over them. The Mavericks are just like us. They've been struggling this year. That's going to be a national TV game. And Luca, last time we played them, hit a dagger on us. Game winner at the end. So hopefully Tatum comes out for revenge. Wants to prove himself over this young guy. Um, we play the Rockets. Hopefully, that's a free win. It needs to be. um And then yeah. the Hornets. Hornets is a very important game now. Like we're not going to have a lot of games left against Eastern Conference teams we're fighting against. They have basically the same record as us. They're a half a game ahead. So that's a game we really need to win, especially now that they've lost Lamelo.
1: Yeah, I mean, something that you had to give us credit for this season, if there's really any kind of like positives, is that we, we rarely are lo- losing to the same team. Like we, you look at like uh the the pelicans game and the mavs game and those are two games that really came down to the wire the pelicans game we were like down big in and then we like came back and it became this like honestly really entertaining game the mavs game we just got we got luca magics like it's like it just happens like luca just does you like that sometimes but i like our chances against these teams given the second time around that's one thing i'll get brad credit on in, in this season is like i think the hawks are really the only team that we've kind of like lost and then lost again to. So, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I, I just want to like put in real quickly like, Zion, Zion might be my favorite player to watch this like year now. Like, it's actually insane when they figured out that their best offense is giving Zion the ball at the top of the key and him just charging in there like a like a running back. Like, it's actually unstoppable. And like, one card Zion is fun for it's sure. It's so fun, dude. I don't know what they're gonna do with like Ingram and that whole situation because Ingram still seems to think it like it's his team. But I, it's, it's 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 gonna be a fun game like watching like us try to stop Zion with our kind of wing defenders. Luke Cornett, maybe Luke Cornett is the guy is the Zion stopper. I don't know. It, it, Taco it's and be a fun Zion game. had
0: an epic battle in college. I'd love to see the Taco and Zion rematch uh, oh, hell yeah. coming this week. The yeah, the Pelicans are interesting. Zion, I think that now that the media doesn't like report every single step he takes, I I definitely like him more. So, so yeah. props to him for having a good year this year. He's yeah. like, people really doubted him when he wasn't immediately an all-star. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was, this was a good week. This was a much needed sense of, sense of calm for us and sense of hope. And I have more trust in Danny Ainge than I did four days ago. Um, that is going to do it for us on this week. For a double take, Celtics. You can subscribe on iTunes at, um, excuse me, at Celtics Double Take, or go find Double Take on YouTube for extra credit. Follow at the Double Take Show on Instagram. James, any last words?
1: Listen, Daniel, Daniel Tice. We've had a rocky, we've had a rocky past, but I just want you to know there's no bad blood, and I and I want you to do well, and I'm rooting for you. I hope you and the Bulls have a great tenure together. But bye, 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 Daniel Tice.
0: You got You got to have respect for the dead, Daniel Tice. Um, we, 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 we. It's hard to say we'll miss you, but we, we, we will squash the beef. And it's we, we, we wish you nothing but the best.
1: Yeah, we'll be keeping it. up with it. We'll be keeping up with him and his career. We'll be seeing you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, love it. All right, go Celtics. We will see you next week.
1: Take care.